Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Before we get started, support for this podcast comes from Boost with Facebook, whose podcast, Boost My Business with David Fisher, features unique perspectives and insight from business leaders and small business owners. Hear stories and anecdotes about businesses just like yours. Gain insight on what it takes to grow a business and learn from both the mistakes and triumphs of others. Download Boost My Business wherever you get your podcasts. That's Boost My Business Podcast. Before we get started, support for this podcast comes from Boost with Facebook, whose podcast, Boost My Business with David Fisher, features unique perspectives and insight from business leaders and small business owners. Hear stories and anecdotes about businesses just like yours. Gain insight on what it takes to grow a business and learn from both the mistakes and triumphs of others. Download Boost My Business wherever you get your podcasts. That's Boost My Business Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Taylor Davis, joined by McKenna Kelly, here to talk all things gymnastics for you. It's a bright and sunny week here, and we've got a great guest that we are so excited to talk to about everything under the sun because she's done it all. Uh, (laughs) Michaela Skinner is going to be joining us today. We've got uh, a great, great episode. She is talking all things elite world, NCAA world, marriage life, the culture around Team USA right now, literally everything. So that is going to take up majority of our episode. I'm sure the listeners will actually enjoy that because Michaela is so awesome and uh, we deserve a full episode of her insight. But a couple things we want to talk about before we bring her in. So we're going to do that really quickly. But I want to go ahead and give a shout out to my girl McKenna, who has uh, an exciting opportunity this weekend. You're going to be dabbling in my side of things uh, in the broadcast world. Tell everybody about it. Yes. Thank you, Taylor. So um, you guys know who Flow Gym is. If you haven't, they are kind of um, a sports-based gymnastics community. They do a lot of coverage on gymnastics. Um, Olivia Karras, who we had on here as a guest, she was a gymnast at Michigan. Her and I will be out at the Gym Quarters College Meet in Missouri, um, and we will be doing some color commentary. And we are so, so excited to be doing that. Um, we're going to be covering LSU in Missouri and then Iowa State in Lindenwood. It's it's a four-player four meet, so I am so excited to be kind of on the other side of things. You're going to be commentating on your alma mater? I know. I'm going to have to be like, that's my best. I mean, she <laughs> could do her handstand needs to be better. Well, that is awesome. You'll have fun with it. Hopefully this podcast has been uh, good practice. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You kind of have to be on your toes. You know, you have to say things kind of right off the bat. I mean, I think college kind of helped me do that too with interviews and media, a lot of media True. training. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, my, my knowledge of gymnastics and, and, being able to spit things out on camera, they come in clutch. Absolutely. Well, good luck. You're going to have a blast. You and Olivia will do uh, such a great job with that. So if anyone is watching that meet, be sure and cheer our girl on in the broadcast side. Thank you. Um, Well, real quickly, want to touch on a storyline that kind of made waves this past week, especially on social media. Unfortunately, during an Arkansas-Missouri basketball game on the SEC Network, analyst Barry Booker made quite offensive comments regarding gymnastics that everyone got pretty up in arms about, and I think rightfully so. Uh, I'm not going to 
play the audio or say exactly what he said, but essentially what happened, if any of you haven't seen it, they aired a promotion for Friday Night Heights, like we always do in in television. If you're watching one thing, they always promote something that's airing later in the week or later in the day. And so the play-by-play read his part and then Barry Booker chimed in and uh, basically said something along the lines of going to see, quote, scantily clad girls. Uh, And he spoke in a way that sounded very demeaning. Obviously, people were very disappointed, not just in the gymnastics community. That was what was really telling of, of how messed up this was. It caught the attention of a lot of people. Even SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey released a statement saying that they were aware and disappointed and they have absolute faith that it's going to be handled. I will just say, I mean, actually I tweeted my response to that. So clearly I was heated in the moment because I think it's absolutely disgusting. And if we're still in a day and age that we're using national television opportunities to speak down, like, what do you say behind closed doors if you're willing to say something like that on live television? I don't know in what way he thought it was going to come out because it's absolutely inexcusable because that's not what gymnastics is at all. But whatever his motivation was, whether it was to make someone laugh or whatever, it does not matter. You have to hold yourself to a standard that the way you're speaking about other people cannot be perceived that negatively. And there was absolutely no way that that would not be perceived mm. in a bad way. That that was perfectly said. Being a, honestly, being a gymnast, like being in a leotard, I haven't, I, I don't know. I know I, this might sound crazy, but like, I've never felt or thought of our sport to, to be sexualized or needed to be sexualized like that, because that's, that's what we wear. I've always, we've always, right. worn that. we don't think second thought about that. We don't, we don't think we can put shorts on or we, we, we know what we're supposed to wear. We know we have to wear that because of safety, because of aerodynamics. I don't want to do a flip and a t-shirt go over my head. I would, I would be very right. severely injured. So for me, this was almost like a, whoa, I didn't even know people could think like this. I mean, sure, to, to an extent. I know I know there's some people out there that, that may think a little too out there, too negatively about leotards and that sort of thing. But I, to, for someone in the position that he is to shed light on sports, to, to bring a community together for sports, it is a shame that he would have used that opportunity to sexualize a sport that's probably one of, if not the hardest sports. 100%. I mean, what you guys do as athletes is beyond comprehension for anyone that is not involved in gymnastics. But I think you bring up a great point of the purpose of those leotards. That yeah. they're, It's not just for... Because y'all have, you know, muscular legs. like. But also, should we talk about the spandex shorts that volleyball players wear? Should we talk about the Speedos that men swimmers wear? Like, why in the world are we only going to focus on gymnasts who are doing some of the most challenging things that a human body can do? And you're going to refer to them as scantily clad girls. Considering what the sport of gymnastics has been through, where it's trying to come back from, like, do not pull us back. 
Do not make us take right. a step back. Don't don't bring society or even if we're going to a better place, like just having that to kind of cloud and and, and ruin the the vision and bring gymnasts back to oh this is what it used to. like. Don't don't do that. Absolutely. I don't know what his future is with the network or if a statement will be released or what. I hope that it is handled with seriousness and this isn't just something that they wait for it to blow over right, and then right. act like it never happened. Yeah, that's because, the Because uh, that is absolutely where we end up going nowhere and we're just opening the door for things like this to continue to happen. Yep. So we shall see. All right, let's change gears because I'm literally like sweating through my <laughs> shirt now. But let's go ahead and quickly recap yeah. NCAA results from this past week. Basically, you know, we're in the thick of the season and a lot of really great meets, really great talent being showcased. So I want McKenna to just kind of give us some standouts, whether it's teams or individual performers that caught her eye this past week. And then we're going to bring in Michaela Skinner so we can dive on into that interview. So McKenna, what uh, what kind of did you see over the course of NCAA this past week? What was standing out to you? Yeah, I've got a couple. I've got a list here, guys. So so bear with me, all right? Stay, stay <laughs> in my pace. Um, I want to start off with Washington. Washington got a 196-425, which I just think is huge. I feel like you don't you don't hear a lot about Washington. They're kind of one of those teams um, who's just who's kind of there, but they perform. They they do their job. I remember anytime I'd compete or we LSU would see Washington, um, they had a great bars team. That's something I remember about them is those girls can swing bars um, specifically. And, and to, to talk about their their team score, 186-425, I mean, that's middle of the pack. That, that Those are scores that, unfortunately, we are seeing from some bigger schools like SEC teams and some other schools that should be doing a little bit better. That's a sc- that's a solid score. And so for them yeah. to be – for Washington to be scoring, that that's competitive. And so it's really exciting to see that. Um, they had Kristen Hoffa go with a 9-9 on floor. Um, I actually saw this on Twitter. They, they showed her floor team, the 9-9. It was beautiful. Um, but her first pass, she did a full in. And for those of you who don't know what a full in is, that's a double back and you twist the first flip. She lands almost out of bounds. And when she puts her back foot down to lunge, she keeps her heel up. Because her air awareness was so keen, she knew if she put her heel down, she'd get an out-of-bounds deduction. I just think that is so notable and so noteworthy, the fact that, I mean, not even just Kristen, but but all gymnasts, they're, they're so aware of their bodies and, and, yeah. and, and where they're landing. That's just nuts to me. She, without even looking behind her, she knew to not put her foot down. That's just nuts. Right. So shout out to you, Kristen. That was, you made us gymnasts look even cooler. So that was great. Michigan <laughs> freshman, Michigan freshman Sierra Brooks with a nine nine seven five. I mean, what a stud! She nailed her one and a half vault. It was absolutely incredible. I feel like we're seeing a lot of stuck vaults um, this season. I don't know if it's just what what's being highlighted or what, but I feel like everyone's vault game is really stepping up. Um, Michigan got a one ninety seven three five, and they are ranked number seven, which is huge. I think that's so great. They're always. Mm a super competitive team. You always tend to see them in the national championship, um, you know, in those that, that, in that super six or the, you know, the top eight. So um, kudos to Michigan. I hope they're able to keep that up as, as postseason comes around. Um, then yeah. we have, we have Denver. Maddie Carr got her 10. Thank goodness. Finally. She's kind of like, <laughs> she's kind of like one of those Gracie Kramers, right? Like everyone's just like, yeah. where's the 10? Like she's, She's past due for a 10. We want to see the 10. So she finally got her much-deserved 10 on vault um, against the University of Florida. Um, and, and to note, University of Florida actually went 
97875. Yes, 197875. That is that is just nets to me. I don't even that's crazy. Trinity Thomas got her second 10 of her career on beam. I think I think I saw a stat that said she is the first one this season to receive two 10-0s on different events. So congratulations to you, Trinity. I don't think anyone here is surprised. Um, and then Jasmine Foberg on Florida. She has been injured. She's been out since 2018. Um, it's been, this is what the, the quote from Florida said, it's been 657 days since her last competition. And she had wow. her first collegiate debut with a 9825 on vault. So that is so exciting for her. She was a phenomenal gymnast in the elite world. Um, very powerful, very just great connect, just an all around great gymnast. Um, and so I know Florida is super excited to have her back. So it's always great to see, you know, an athlete come back from such a strong uh, or, or pretty big injury. So, and then we have Southern Utah. They had hey. Anna Nip go 995 on beam. It was absolutely stunning. Taylor, we've talked about this. We've seen a lot of great beam teams this season. I, I don't know what yeah. it is. I think maybe every program is just kind of demanding better gymnastics from, the, from their teams or maybe the recruiting is getting better. I don't yeah. know what the shift is, but it seems like everyone's trying to step up their game. And I think it is so exciting to see maybe, maybe with the whole new regional format with that door opening, you know, for them to make that shot to, to, you know, to write, rewrite history for themselves. So um, yeah. Southern Utah got a 197.225. That is wow. That is so. I keep saying this word, but that is so competitive. That is a huge score. Then we have Alabama versus Missouri. Alabama had a standout meet. They really crushed it. And yeah. I think this is the Alabama we expect. This is the Alabama everyone oh. knows. The gymnastics world knows. They got a one ninety seven five five, and Missouri wow. got a one ninety six eight five. Which that's also a great score for Missouri. Um, yeah, so that's great to see. Love to see that from Alabama. I hope they can keep that going and you know take that momentum and run with it into you know the rest of this season and into the championship meets. Um, and then this this was a huge win. Arkansas beat Georgia one ninety six nine five to one ninety six seven five. So I mean that that that's two landings huge. right there. That's a handstand. That's a toe point. I mean those tenths, yeah. but it just goes to show those tenths add up. So that was. Awesome. I think that's so great for Jordan. Not only has she had two wins, but two SEC wins. And that's so being in a conference like the SEC. And that, my friends, is my my highlights for College you. recap. Yes. I love that. I yeah. love that. We're, we really are seeing so much great talent across the board. And I think it's really setting up to be one heck of a national championship and really yeah. one heck of a postseason yeah. given the new format, the fact that nationals is going to be on ABC this year. I'm so excited for where I think this season is headed. Okay, everybody, enough rambling from us. I know you're all here to hear from the wonderful Michaela Skinner, and we are both so excited to get to talk to her a little bit. So let's go ahead without further ado and bring her in now. All right, everybody, it's time for the good stuff. Let's go ahead and bring in our guest who truly needs no introduction, mostly because the resume would take me way too long to read. Everyone welcome <laughs> Michaela Skinner. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Michaela. Yeah, thanks for having me. We have so many questions for you, to be honest. There's so much we could cover. So I think we should just go ahead and jump right in. Obviously, you had 
quite the elite career. You were an alternate at the 2016 Olympics. You then went on to have an amazing college career at Utah, but then decided to try for another run at the Olympics. Talk to me a little bit just about what all went into that decision for you. What made you ultimately decide it was something you wanted to pursue again? Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, really hard, especially being an alternate for the last Olympics and being in that position. I don't think a lot of people really understand kind of what goes through and goes on through all of that. And it's, it's really hard. I mean, we still have to train just as hard as the Olympic team and be ready to go in at any point. And I just remember, I think we were actually like one of the first alternates I got to stay and watch a couple of the sessions. And I remember sitting there just being like, oh my gosh, like I was so close to making the team. Like I just had that fire inside of me that was like, I just want to be out there. I want to be on the floor. I want to be just like the final five. Like how cool would that be to have like all your dreams come true? And so it was kind of hard deciding once I got back home from Rio, if I wanted to go to college or if I wanted to, you know, maybe go pro and keep doing the elite route. But then I prayed about it a lot. And I was like, you know what, I think it's best for me to go to college and do something different just because I've done elite pretty much my whole life. Um, And I wanted to get my degree. And so I went to college and I was like, you know what, if I'm feeling good enough, I can always, you know, take a break from college and go back to elite if, you know, that passion and desire is still there. And so by the time my junior year came, I was like, oh my gosh, it's coming. I need to decide if I want to do this one more time. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so stressful. And Tom and Megan kept saying like, hey, you know, if you're going to give this another shot, you need to let us know for recruiting purposes and what we're going to do. And so like all in my junior year, I was just like stressing so much and I think they could really tell. So they finally just said, hey, you know what, let's get through your junior year and then you can just decide on what you want to do. And so I think I kind of knew my decision kind of like towards NCAAs. Um, It kind of finally hit me and it was so hard to decide because I had like my husband's family saying like, you should go for it. you know, you're doing your elite skills in college, like, it'll be so easy for you. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. This no. is hard <laughs> I'm like, it's way harder than it looks. I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe I kept like a double double and a double full on vault. But oh elite is just so different. And yeah. the training is different. And you miss, you know, all the fun stuff, you're constantly in the gym. So anyway, I finally decided And when I got back into the gym here in Arizona, it was just, it was so exciting to be back in the gym. But, you know, you have those days where you're just kind of like, oh, my gosh, what was I thinking? This is way harder than (laughs) I remember. Um, But, yeah, other than that, it's been so fun. And I'm just so excited for everything that I've been able to accomplish. So it's been really cool. That's incredible. Michaela, I know you are just very, and your personality is like this. You're just, you're very much a spitfire. You're very spunky. You're passionate. You, like you, your gymnastics and your personality, they, they definitely mirror each other. You can see that in your gymnastics, just how you perform and um, how much you love it. So I really, really admire that you, you told yourself, no, like, I think I do need to go to college and take that path because you are someone that is so goal oriented and so hardworking. Like it could have been so easy for you to tell yourself, no, I need to stay in the elite path. How was that transition from like, you know, being an elite, watering down your routines and your gymnastics 
kind of being able to pick and choose. And, and I think you're the kind of gymnast too that almost the difficult skills are easier than the watered down things. Like I can't do the pike anymore. I don't know about you, but like I can't do it anymore. <laughs> what was that transition like for you in terms of your gymnastic skills? So that that is true because like even going back into elite, I kind of, or I mean before when I did elite, I had like I sprained my ankle or something and mm-hmm. we were going into worlds and Lisa, or I mean Marta, was trying to get me to do like a double back at the end instead of the full end to like save my legs. Right. And I like could not do a double back. <laughs> I kept like twisting and like landing weird. And so they're like, okay, just keep the full end because it was not working. And right. I'm like, right. like, I don't even warm up a double back in practice. I just like chuck a full end. And yes. so I'm like, I cannot do this. So going to college, I remember sitting down with like Tom, we got lunch kind of before I was going to start my first day of school and we were just kind of going over my routines, and I was like, Tom, I don't know if I can do some of this stuff. Like, I'm going to have to keep some of my bigger stuff, and Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, you know what? Like, I feel like in college, I know you have to be perfect. I know it's about being perfect and sticking the landings, but I was like, I just want to be different. I was like, I, if I can do some of my big skills, like, I would love to do it, and they're, they're easy for me. Like, a tuck double double is way easier for me than a full end, so it's just weird, but um like same as vault I cannot do a one and a half and I wanted to start from a 10-0 so I guess double full is what it was but um I don't know it was so I feel like freshman year was like a breeze like I was like this is so easy and then sophomore year was okay then junior year it definitely kind of hit me it was feeling a little bit harder um so that was kind of hard and was different because I was like oh my gosh Jen's always been like so easy Mm -hmm. um but I mean my body I think Lisa uh, my coach here Desert Lights has definitely worked with me so well when I did elite before she never pushed me like over the top and trained my body insane I feel like some elite coaches push a little too much and I feel like that's why a lot of bodies don't last very long because you know all the hours and you know we have to be up at our highest almost all the time Mm -hmm. and so I don't know. I just feel like she really helped me. And I feel like that's why going back for this next run, like she just, she understands me so well. And we've managed, you know, my daily routine and I only do like maybe three to four hours in the gym. And I have a trainer twice a week and physical therapy twice a week. And I kind of just go into the gym and I kind of just get my assignment done. And then here and there I'll do, you know, a little bit of extra stuff or like my Fridays are kind of like my down days. So I'll go and do like more drill work or work on, part so that's really nice I think Lisa's really worked well with me on that and I think that's really helped me to maintain my body so it's been great that's huge that you've been able to kind of find that regimen and what works for you because obviously that's most important for everything that you're trying to do (laughs) I want to talk a little bit about your time at Utah we talk often on this show just about differences in the elite world and the college world Mm and McKenna and I have most of our you know experience with NCAA gymnastics and just kind of seeing how it's grown over the past few years and you were obviously a staple at Utah but Utah is a program that always impressed me I mean the home crowd Mm -hmm. student section like that energy is electric talk to me a little bit about what it was like for you going from kind of the structure and and um more serious elite world into an environment like Utah yeah um (laughs) it was such a big difference I mean 
and elite, I feel like you always kind of, you work so hard for that big dream. And it's like, you go out there and compete and you just have this like look on your face, like you're terrified and you don't want to be there even though you do. And so like going to college and be able to like open up and like be yourself was just the best experience ever. And especially going out there and competing in front of 15,000 fans. I mean, I know McKenna knows they have a big home crowd at LSU and it is just, I don't know. It just relit this light in me that was just like, Oh my gosh, like I love gymnastics. Like I just have this passion for it more than I used to an elite. I feel like elite kind of ruins that for you, which Mm -hmm. has been really cool for me to come back in um, to elite actually. And I feel like I still kind of have like that college, I don't know, like funkiness to me yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. in the league. And so I think it's just really cool to be able to like share that in the elite world. And I know Tom, um, the U.S. coach, has like talked to me too. And I think that's something I can really help the team out with is to just enjoy gymnastics. Like gymnastics doesn't need to be something that's crazy insane. Like you need to go out there and enjoy the routine. If you mm-hmm. finish it and nail it, you should be excited about it. Yeah. And it's something we work so hard for. So I think college definitely – gave me a good experience and just totally changed my whole life of, of gymnastics. And I think it just helped me so much and it helped me mature so much. And I don't know, I'm just so grateful for the experience. It was, it was amazing college. I it's grown so much. I remember being that little girl when I lived in Utah and I was like sick going to the Utah meets and just how inspiring it was. And you wanted to be just like those girls down on the floor. And then you go back to when like Sam was, in college and Alicia Mm -hmm. and all those girls and you're like okay like college gymnastics are starting to get big right yeah and so I feel like yeah so right after like the 2016 Olympics I thought it was so cool how like all the elites like Amelia and a whole bunch of them you know we all went off to college yeah and you know got to experience it because I feel like it's sad how most of these elites don't always have the opportunity or they think pro is better And it's like, you need to get your degree. Like, I think it's important. It's important Mm -hmm. to experience, you know, life that's different than elite gymnastics. So absolutely. It is definitely good for sure. That's awesome. You make such a good point. Like, you know, gymnastics is only so much of our lives. I mean, yeah, we've done it for 20 plus years. We've done our whole lives, but at some point it's going to come to an end. And, um, you know, getting a degree is so important because you have the rest of your life ahead of you. I, 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 I get that. Um, as far as your skill connections, can you give us any insight on new skills or connections you have in the works for Tokyo? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, we want to try to do all these things, but there's right. not enough time. It's so right. hard. Yeah. Especially because now at February camp at the end of this month, um, we have to show pretty much full routines. Oh, wow. And I'm alternate for American Cup. So, I, like, I'm really stressed. So, I have to, like, be ready. And it's, like, we just had Worlds and we went down. And now we have to, like, pick ourselves back up. And I'm just, like, this is so hard and difficult. Yeah. Ugh, it's so hard. But I've been working the triple-double on yes. floor and the one-and-a-half step out through to, or through to full in. And those, I mean, we kind of wanted to have ready, but – it's just too soon. So hopefully we can get that in going more into like classics, championships, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, bars. I'm trying to do a clear hip blindfold and it is so hard. <laughs> Girl, I, get I don't it. know. It's such a struggle. I hate bars. Bars <laughs> is just so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
if I get the clear hip blind full, I'll start from like a six O. So awesome. that would be really good. Yeah. Um, but oh, it's such a struggle. And then they want me to learn like the layout to layout ray. I don't know what that's called. The name is really weird. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um. So, I don't know. It's just I don't know. I think there's not enough time. Um, vault. I was gonna try to upgrade my vault. So I'm just really trying to focus on fixing the chain and getting the good block. And I feel like that's really, really important. So just kind of keeping vault the same and then beam pretty much the same for now. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> you have such a big skill vocabulary though. Like you, you're the kind of athlete that can just kind of throw at any scale and you, you probably get on the first couple of tries. I mean, <laughs> that that's just like, you're just very raw, talented um thanks. so you're gonna you're gonna kill it you're gonna do great thank you I hope so it's a big push but I only have like five more months so I just I can do it yes yes that's the mindset <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I want to get your take a little bit just on the culture shift. I know that uh, mm -hmm. I, I read a few articles that you were a little apprehensive to get back involved, given all of the change and uncertainty associated with USA Gymnastics and that you reached out to Simone and were like, girl, what the heck's mm -hmm. going on? What's it like? <laughs> uh, which is so understandable because yeah. you, you know, jumped into the college world and now you're coming back and it's, it's, a lot has changed. Um, so from what you have experienced so far, how are you seeing a culture shift in the organization? I think so far it's actually been really good. I mean, I was kind of worried, especially too, because we had Marta that just had us like, we were just perfect. Like we went up and we nailed that routine every single time. Like she prepared us step by step and mm -hmm. yeah, it was brutal and it sucked, but I think that's what made us so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like you don't need to be pushed that hard to be just like we were before. And I was kind of worried about that. Cause I was like, I don't know how USA gymnastics is going to be now. Cause all these girls that are in it, like I think the only ones that had Marta were me, Jordan, and Simone and I think Riley had like went to one national team camp with Marta hmm. so we're all pretty I mean everyone's pretty new to the whole change and so they never got to like experience that stuff before and so it's weird walking into a camp and like feeling like you know nothing mm -hmm. like it was so weird being like oh like you know I've been an alternate I've been to like the Olympics I've been a world medalist like I've had all this experience and then it was just like weird jumping into something that I had no idea what was going on and all the changes so it was it was terrifying and it's weird when I go to camp I start getting like all this stress and I have like this anxiety of like camp before which is weird because it's like so different now and it's way better mm -hmm. but I just keep like having these visions and like I don't know. It freaks me out. And I think of like Marta and I feel like I'm going to die. And <laughs> I don't know. It's horrible, but it's nice. Like once I get into the gym and we start training our first workout, I'm just like, that was so stupid. Why was I stressing? Like this is so much better. And you get to like kind of enjoy gymnastics better. And Tom's really great. And it's like, if you make a mistake, like it's okay. You learn from your mistakes. Yeah, and I think that's really great to have. I think the right changes are being made and they really care about how we feel like we got a survey asking us like what we could change, what we could add. Um, what do you guys want more of? Is this good? Does, you know what I mean? They just really, really care about us as an athlete, which is 
really important. It's good to hear, you know, especially coming from a gymnast who's there instead of, you know, all, all these outside sources and the gym turned and you know how they are. It, it, it's yeah. good to hear from a credible source who's been there, done that, and is in the midst of it. Like, you know, she, you're seeing changes, you're seeing a positive note. And that's so, that's so important. Like you're saying for you guys, I mean, you're, you're training for the most, your biggest dream, the biggest goal, um, the biggest honor an, an athlete could have. And so it's so, it's so important that the environment is right. And um, I, it's good to, it's really good to hear that you guys are, you know, it, it's coming up. I have one more question for you and it's a little bit of a shift. It's not gymnastics related, but what's <laughs> the married life like? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's been so fun. I know I've gotten so many questions of like, is married life distracting? How are you going to like handle your life? Like, how are you going to do your daily routine? Is that going to mess up going into the Olympic year? And I'm like, if anything, it's better. Right. right. I'm like, no long distance or, you know, being like, oh, I'm going to go home now. See you tomorrow. Right. It's like having your supporter with you like 24 7 and just coming home to that like feeling like so loved after a hard day of practice or having a massage or you know just sitting down chilling and watching a movie so it's been I love it it's been great I mean I've always wanted to get married and so now that my dreams have come true it's just been happily ever after since so it's been great your wedding was beautiful by the way thank you you're so welcome you're so welcome. Well, Michaela, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for taking time out of your crazy schedule. Um, but And good luck to you with training. You're going to kill it. You know that you have two fans supporting you right here, Taylor and I. Yes. Um, but thank you again so, so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was awesome. I love doing stuff like this, and you guys have been great. Thank you so much, Michaela. We'll talk soon. Thank you. See you guys. That'll do it for us here on this week's episode of Chalk Talk. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to us. Be sure and subscribe. Leave a nice comment. DM us for any input or suggestions that you may have, different interviews or things you'd like us to talk about. We always love to hear from you. So thank you so much for listening to us, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.